1: whether you're in north or south carolina or anywhere else in the world enter the cat cave to listen to your favorite carolina panthers podcast as part of the keep pounding podcast network where you, can sh- where you can find shows, easy for me to say, like Embrace Debate and Inside the Vault, also powered by the Fans First Sports Network. And folks, we got the band back together. Uh, it's your guy Billy Ryan, otherwise known as Ryan Frick, alongside Michael Davis and Shannon Smith to sort of wrap up the debacle that this was Carolina Panthers' twenty twenty three season. Uh, Mike, let's let's go to you. How you, how you doing today, Bud?
0: I'm feeling great, Uh, excited that the three of us are back on. Uh, I mentioned on last week's show, it was like something was happening. Something was happening in 2023 where it was like one of us was out or the other, but we're we're here together. And so my 2024 New Year's resolution is we all get through an amazing year of growth and expansion for the Cat Cave because, dude, I'm really excited for what we got this year.
1: Well, that makes one of us, because I'm not sure there's much to look forward to in 2024 with the Carolina Panthers. Shannon, what's going on, bud? We talked about it off the air. The three of us could all be repping uh, division championship gear, but I'm the only one that chose to do so. What's going on, Shane? How are you doing today?
2: Hey, I'm doing good, man. Um, props to Detroit Lions for winning the NFC North. MD, I'm going to leave you alone, because I don't want to talk about your squad. And props to my 49ers for getting it done Sam Darnold almost did it and almost completed the David Tepper slap in the face tour, but he didn't get it done, but that's okay.
0: I just want to clarify that I could be wearing division champion gear. Shannon could be wearing division champion gear, but honestly it would have the same effect as the Lakers hanging that in season tournament banner. Okay? Listen, it's not There's our more fault. more to be done.
1: It's not our There's fault more to the Eagles – no, listen. It's not our fault that the Eagles chose to tank so that oh, they could God. play the Buccaneers in the first round. Okay,
2: what was it? five of their last six games that they lost. Yeah. Five of their yeah. last six. You've got to be kidding me, man! Come they on, they should
1: now. have lost more.
2: If we're being honest, yes. they should have
1: lost more in the season. So,
2: yes. um, oh, my God, this God's
1: isn't supposed- a show. <laughs> this isn't a show about the Eagles or the Cowboys. It's not a show about the Niners or the Lions. It's a show about the Carolina Panthers and the Carolina Panthers begrudging twenty twenty three season is officially over with a 9 nothing loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that propelled of all teams the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the NFC South Championship and a playoff bid. They've now won three straight NFC South Division Championships. Listen, preseason, I took the Saints. Michael, you, took, you said the Falcons were going to be the team to beat. I don't think any of us had the Buccaneers winning the NFC South, especially with a 9 nothing win over a, a two-win Panthers team. Uh, Shannon, let's start with you. I mean, the Bucks win the South. How crazy is that to say, considering this is the first year post-Tom Brady?
2: Needless to say, I'm pretty sure all three of us pretty much wrote off Baker Mayfield. Um, I know I did. Um, needless to say, Baker Mayfield is the quarterback of the NFC South Champions squad, Another slap in the face for David Tepper as we start the David Tepper slap in the face tour, which is what I've been calling it. It starts off with that. Um, Very, very tough pill to swallow, knowing that Baker Mayfield was with the Panthers last year. Didn't do anything with the Panthers. A lot of people looked at him as a laughing stock, wrote him off, said he wasn't anybody, and now look at him being a part of a squad that's going to the playoffs, and the Panthers are not. Rough. Very rough.
1: Mike, Shannon said it. It's a slap-in-the-face tour for David Tepper. Um, albeit a, de- a decent defensive output here, they hold the Buccaneers to 137 pass yards. Rashad White, the leading rusher, 3.9 yards to carry, 75 yards on the ground with 19 totes. They held Mike Evans to three catches in this game. If we're looking at a fantasy football perspective, Nobody really did anything in this game. And we the, the Bucks only scored nine points. You also had a couple of drives that would have ended in touchdowns minus a couple of penalties for the Panthers. But, but Mike, when we look at this defensive output in, in the final game of the season, what do you make of this Carolina Panthers defense going forward if we're able to keep a lot of the pieces together going into next season?
0: I think the defense is what stood out the most And if you can take any positive away from the season, which is what you try to do as a fan, it's like you don't don't want it to be all doom and gloom. Like You want to be like, okay, what can we build off of? And if you're trying to attract a head coach to come coach the squad in 2024, you have to highlight the defense. Now, does that mean Everett gets promoted to head coach? Does that mean somebody tries to steal Everett? from the Carolina Panthers squad. Uh, one of those things remain to be seen, but, I mean, Ryan, I, I was more disappointed with what the offense put up these last couple games. This was the first time that the Panthers, you know, had two back-to-back games with zero points. It's the first time it's happened in the NFL since 2008, a year you like to forget. But this, this was like... Coming off the their best offensive game against Green Bay a couple weeks ago, when they only lost thirty three to thirty, and then you follow that up with two goose eggs in a row. Like, come on! Like, <laughs> if it wasn't for this defense, the, the Panther fans would not have a lot to go off of. No, you make a
1: good point. I mean, Bryce Young had ninety four yards passing in this game. I could I could throw more yards in a game of Madden against an all Madden squad by the worst team by the panthers i could you could put the panthers up against who's got the best defense in the league the, the 49ers account the i could put Cowboys, up 7 points in Ravens,
0: madden browns
1: yeah i, like, I, I could put yeah. up 7 points on madden with the panthers 94 yeah. yards passing from from Bryce Young 83 yards rushing for Chuba Hubbard again the 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 sort of bright spot on this offense listen this 2 for 12 on third down is not going to cut it you need 10 points to knock out the Bucks from the playoffs and essentially award the NFC South to the – was it the, the Saints beat the Falcons last weekend? I can't even remember because it's – Oh,
2: yeah, the Saints beat the Falcons. You know, James. Yeah, that's, that's right. And the- fired.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we could have awarded the NFC South to my preseason prediction, the Saints, had we been able to put up at least 10 points. DJ Chart catches a long pass early in this game, fumbles from the one-yard line picked up, by the Bucks, that's a touchdown off the board. Something else happened in this game, I can't remember when it was. Uh, but the Panthers had a big play that would have put him in the end zone. I think it got, got called back for holding or something like that. Yep. Whatever it was, the Panthers had their opportunities, and fitting enough for this season, uh, the Panthers were not able to pull it through and lose this game nine to nothing. Speaking of fitting on the season, Scott Fitterer the general manager for this Carolina Panthers team took over in 2021 was also relieved of his duties alongside all the other coaches that left. Uh, Mike, you mentioned, uh, will someone come and take easier off of our hands? They will because there's nobody, there's nobody coming in that, that there's nobody that's on this staff right now that will be retained next year. Um, unfortunately for Scott Fitterer, 14 and 37. After he took over as his role as as general manager, Um, he was the one that was given credit to mortgaging the Panthers' future to go out and draft Bryce Young, a future that they were they were essentially awarded by trading away Shannon's Christian uh, 49ers Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Shannon, let's go to you here. Scott Fitterer fired. I mean, what what are your thoughts? I mean, I, I I know my personal thoughts about ownership, but what are your thoughts? Obviously, a fitting a fitting end to the career or to the to the the, the the management of Scott Federer here.
2: Um, it would have to be, you know, heads are gonna roll with a season like this. It doesn't matter where you are, heads are gonna roll. Um, David Tepper has been taking the bulk of all the blame, which he should because he is the owner of the squad, but the next guy that's going to be taking it is going to be the GM because he's the football guy. He's supposed to be the guy that's putting the pieces together. He's the one that's supposed to be building this team to be a successful team. And as you can see, he's pretty much the guy that gave away Chris McCaffrey, gave away DJ Moore, Got Bryce Young, was supposed to bring in these guys, these Miles Sanderses, these Adam Thielen's, bringing this squad together, making the draft picks, getting this squad together. And as you can see, what do they have to show for it? They don't have anything to show for it. Got rid of their coach, got rid of their the other coaches with it. Had to put an interim coach in to, to mop up what this squad has done. So – I would have to say, you know, even if you can come up with two or three excuses of why not to fire him, I think you're pretty much in a rock and a hard place and you got to do it.
1: Uh, Michael, David Tepper has now hired a firm, uh, hired a consulting firm to assist in the next hiring of the general manager. Um, And I'm assuming the coach. I'm trying to find exactly who he hired now. One of the guys was, uh, was in, in charge of, of putting together this Golden State Warriors team um, that, that's won so many championships the last few years. I've got pretty strong thoughts and opinions about David Tepper that I'll get to in a second. Uh, what are your thoughts on the move to fire uh, Scott Fitterer and the decision of David Tepper to hire some folks that are going to help him make his next decision for the next general manager and potentially the next head coach for the Carolina Panthers?
0: Well, Panther fans should take a sigh of relief knowing that it's not going to be solely in the hands of David Tepper because, honestly, I don't know how much longer this organization stays in Tepper's control based on what other NFL owners say, what the commissioner Roger Goodell says, because I'm sorry. I am so sorry. If you're disagreeing with this, you you can crawl under a cave or whatever. Not the cat cave because you're not welcoming them oh, here. If they can crawl underneath this. the cat cave. They're not going <laughs> to crawl inside
1: it. They can <laughs> they can they can, no, they they can throw grow a hole and, and like a mole <laughs> and they can crawl underneath the cat
0: cave. I'm with you. Sorry, because baby, please. You can't throw a drink on a fan, and we're not no. going to rehash this. Me and Shane, oh, you know, buried him last week. Oh, I'm excited for you too. Yeah, uh, but like, just such an that one cup. That one cup, and I'm not going to toss this because I don't want to mess up my beautiful laptop or my wonderful face. One cup showed us that he could not be a competent owner in the National Football League where only 32 exist. And so when you go hire another firm to bring in your general manager, it shows that you're not even confident in yourself. So why should anyone else in the organization, fans, players, coaches, or anyone looking to come into this organization, be confident in you as an NFL owner? And so Tepper, Tepper's still there, but Federer's gone. Federer's legacy is going to be trading away McCaffrey, uh, not trading away Brian Burns, who's likely going to walk this free agency period with nothing in return. Like there there are so many blunders and – It's a blurry line whether you blame Tepper or whether you blame Fitterer, but the fact of the matter is this organization set back at least two or three years because of the moves done recently in the Panthers' tenure.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, As as the audience, the Every Week audience, is aware, I was not on the show last week. Uh, To give a peek behind the scenes, I broke a rib coughing. Uh, it happens, it's happened in the past, it happened to me.
0: You so I was- told me whoa 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 you told I'm me listening. that you wrestled Sting in AEW and he took a baseball bat to your ribs, breaking three of them.
1: That's a great so story, what's the story, you know. That's that's listen, I gotta I gotta make myself look tough somehow because the owner of the Carolina Panthers does not look tough. I think the last time one cup degraded someone so so poorly. There were two girls involved with it. Okay, uh, the, the the owner of the Carolina Panthers has shown absolutely no no. I, I don't even know where to go from there. Like he has shown, he, he has he has given nobody confidence in his ability to run an NFL franchise. Now, granted, yes, since he bought the team, he has doubled the value of the Carolina Panthers at the behest of fans at the behest of the success of the of the organization of the team of the franchise and a few years ago if you asked me who the most incompetent ownership and in in the most incompetent franchise in the nfl was i would have told you someone like the cleveland browns or even jim ursay with the indianapolis colts or the houston texans with the moves they made a few years ago that they kind of buried them in except now the houston texans are a division champion and go into the playoffs so Listen, uh, when you talk about the state of the Carolina Panthers, as the owner of anybody, listen, I have thrown I have thrown a drink before, okay? It was not my it was not my finest moment. I was not at at the establishment that I was in much longer after after my drink uh, was attempted to be thrown into a trash can. Um, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. But I also don't own. Uh, a multi-million dollar franchise and multiple multiple sports sports teams and 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 a hedge fund. I'm assuming some, some, somewhere out there. David Tepper will not sell this team unless forced to do so. Uh, I think his behavior. He was fined what three hundred and thirty thousand dollars, whatever it was. It was equivalent of, of us being fined like seven dollars, right? Yep. Um. He, he unless he's voted out by something crazy like what we saw in Washington or the original time that Jerry Richardson was forced to sell the Carolina Panthers, David Tepper isn't going anywhere. No, I don't care if they get the guy that, that helped build the golden state warriors. I don't care if they get Steve jobs or, or Bill Gates or Donald Trump or, or, or Bill Parcells. I don't care who you put at the feet of David Tepper to try to rebuild this franchise. We are in for a long and the rock means a long process when it comes to bringing back the Carolina Panthers. This is a competitive organization. I don't see, I mean, listen, we already talked about it. We mortgaged the future to go get Bryce young right now. We don't know if Bryce young is the answer. This season is sort of a wash as was the first season with urban Meyer and, and Trevor Lawrence down in Jacksonville. We don't know if Bryce young is the answer. When you have a a season finale where you fail to throw for 100 yards, a season finale where you fail to run for 100 yards, we don't know if Brian Burns returns next year. He's not under contract. He will be a free agent unless the Carolina Panthers can convince him to sign before free agency begins. Uh, The Carolina Panthers are in the most turmoil that I've ever seen in an NFL franchise uh, in my lifetime. I don't know how to move forward. I don't know who there is talented enough on this team that you could trade away to sort of help recoup some of what you lost in the trade to the Chicago Bears last year. I don't have the answers. So I guess it's fortunate enough for, for Panthers fans that David Tepper didn't hire me to help build this franchise because I would probably just be be asking David Tepper on a daily basis if he knew the capital of, of Thailand was because I I. I have no answers, man. Uh, Shannon, I, I know I got you laughing over there. What, what, are your, what are your thoughts on the state of the Carolina Panthers and really anything else that I had to say? I know I know Mike think that Mike thinks that some of my stuff was, was out of pocket, if you will. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on, on the state of the Carolina Panthers moving forward?
2: It's very, very grim, and I hate this because you know, as a part-time fan, I'm getting more into the Panthers more for doing this podcast here. And it just hurts my feelings seeing this because, you know, of course, David Tepper throwing that drink on that fan is the last straw for me. Look, to a certain extent, I get that you are throwing this team into the dump, so to speak. But to do that, nah. And with that being said, yes, I'm doing the whole slap in the face David Tepper tour Right now, and it began with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Baker Mayfield getting the NFC South winning, winning the NFC South as he was a former Carolina Panther. Now, a former Carolina Panther played on Sunday with my San Francisco 49ers, one Mr. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold scored three touchdowns against the Rams. The Rams actually played pretty much everyone except for Matthew Stafford. And Sam Darnold scored three touchdowns in one game. It wasn't his fault Jake Moody missed the extra point. It would have went in overtime. So you mean to tell me a guy that you had beforehand, once again, another mortgaging of the farm right there, which was another thing. Under the Matt Rule, under the Matt Rule regime, they sent three picks for Sam Darnold. Bought Sam Darnold there. Sam Darnold died. Once again, we were talking about you and I, Ron, we were talking about the uh, state of the mental capacity of some of these quarterbacks. Sam Darnold's one of those guys who's suffering from that mental capacity has been thrown down in the dump because he had no line to help him. He goes to San Francisco. The man almost wins the game, has a second-string spot behind Brock Purdy. Not only that, Christian McCaffrey leads the NFL in rushing yards at the end of this season. A guy you traded away to a contender, number one in the NFC, by the way. And the man runs, leads all NFL rushers in yards rushing this year and is a candidate for MVP. Not only that, Mm. DJ Moore going over to the Chicago Bears. The Bears get the number one pick on your behest. Let this tour end with a San Francisco 49ers Super Bowl, which will have a CMC, a Sam Darnold, and the man that should have been coaching your squad this year, Steve Wilkes, as defensive coordinator, who, by the way, is being interviewed for Sandy for the Los Angeles Chargers coaching uh, staff for their head coaching vacancy. Good self-catch. This, this very week. Now, will he go? I hope he doesn't, but it's only a matter of time, especially if San Francisco goes further into the playoffs. It could happen, and rightfully so, because the man deserves his due. So with that being said, that is my campaign. And plus, with San Francisco winning a Super Bowl, the beloved son, Chris McCaffrey, will get a Super Bowl, and I'm pretty sure Panthers fans would like for Christian McCaffrey to have a ring considering the fact that he went through a lot of turmoil in Charlotte and was traded away. Mike So
0: uh, Ryan Ryan I got to yeah. jump in here real quick. I was I was going <laughs> to ask okay. your thoughts. I mean, we got we've
1: got we got a bunch of former Panthers that are going to be in the playoffs this year and uh yeah, I kind of want to hear your thoughts based on what Shane had to say. This is this is good stuff here.
0: So 18 months ago, the Carolina Panthers had Christian McCaffrey they had Steve Wilkes, they had Sam Darnold, they had Baker Mayfield, they even had DJ Moore. And I can't remember if Stephon Gilmore was on the Panthers last year or if he was a Colt. Two years ago. Two years ago. But like in the 18 months. Now I don't
1: remember. He might have been there last year.
0: While you're talking, I'm going to look it up.
1: Go ahead. My apologies.
0: Yeah, but now Gilmore's on the Cowboys and – A lot of people called Gilmore washed when he was at Carolina, but now he is the reason why Dallas still misses Trayvon Diggs. Let's be honest. You miss an all-pro corner like that, but he's helped with the big blow and helped with the development of Deron Bland and Jordan Lewis. But just 18 months ago, if you look 18 months ago and you're saying that there's three key components to the 49ers run to a number one seed in the NFC and the starting quarterback to your division rival who are now the division winners and DJ Moore, a solid growing piece on that Chicago bears team uh, who played really well this year with Justin Fields as his quarterback and Justin Fields missed a few games. Like you just, you just have to look at that and you're like, okay, if, if you look back 18 months ago to where you are now, have you regressed? And I think the answer is a resounding yes. That doesn't mean that Bryce Young isn't the future because I want an offensive line to protect him. But the earliest pick you're going to get in the draft is, unless you trade up and give away more picks, is going to be that top of the second round. What offensive lineman is going to come in right away and help protect your franchise quarterback? And then you still have to get him – Somebody on the outside to throw to, especially if DJ Chark leaves, and then you also have to give him a running back so teams aren't playing all, all passing the entire game. You need that balance. Like, there's it, just unless you, you hit you on think, a guy in the fourth round, do you think like, the Bears just trade no away run. Miles Sanders? Like they signed, him, Miles,
1: Sanders, like, they signed him, Miles Sanders to be that guy. Chuba Hubbard has but he's been not that the guy.
0: guy but no, they, do they trade? Do they Miles, trade him? Do they cut the him? is the guy?
1: I, no, gotta, I'm not disagreeing with you, but what do they do with Miles Sanders? Do they just outright cut him and eat the money?
2: No, they got to trade for him you or something. They got to find something, some pieces, somehow, some way to get some type of value out of him because he's not a bad back. He just doesn't fit the system. Whatever the system is, he just doesn't fit it. So
1: having, I mean, having said all what you of said – well, Go ahead, Mike.
0: I'm, I'm, apologies. Sorry. Sorry. I, I, I think a lot of it's going to be determined by – what coaches come in first of all what general manager and then okay let's fill our coaching staff and then we'll fill our players and there was a lot of optimism when ryan and i started this podcast for the keep Pound podcast network back in the spring this is like episode 36 now and there's optimism because they filled out a really good coaching staff most of them are already gone they filled out hey, some good names who played on some playoff teams. Miles Sanders just played in the Super Bowl. I'm he did really well in Minnesota. And then it's like, oh, wow. It, it's, it's just so – I want to go back and watch our first episode, Ryan, and see how enthusiastic we were because it was right around the Panthers training for that number one overall pick. And we were like, yes, it's perfect time to now where it's like – Okay, I, I predicted the division
1: championship. I bought the hype, and I got gassed into buying the hype.
2: I think we all did. I mean, we all sipped that Kool Aid, man. I mean, and it was really, really bad. We all would have been dead had we sipped the Kool Aid more. We'd all been dead. So, yeah, yes.
1: David David Tepper slipped something into our Kool Aid because it, oh, yeah. it just it was it was terrible. I listen. I don't know who they bring in. Um, there's, I, I can't think of the guy who's the offensive coordinator in Washington that came from uh, Kansas, City. Kansas City. Yeah, but with with Ron Rivera Belly. out in Washington, uh, yeah, uh, be, be enemy. Yeah, I yeah. would love to see, I would love to see a Behehemi come in and get a shot as as the head coach. My understanding is that they're going to go back after the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions, Ben Johnson. It has been rumored that Ben Johnson wants up to fifteen million dollars per year. I would to leave his to situation.
2: I want all the money I can get having to deal with that
0: man. Absolutely.
1: Hey, man. Well, listen, hey, I mean, li- he's paying $70 million to two guys who aren't even here right now. I saw an <laughs> argument made. That's I a- saw an argument made that, like, the Carolina Panthers job is the most unattractive uh, coaching vacancy in the NFL. And the argument was it's, it's, the, it's the opposite. You, They're already expected to be bad. They yep. don't have a number one overall pick. And if you suck, you can get fired halfway into your first season and still make all the money that you were going to make in the first place.
2: Absolutely. So it's okay. the most
1: attractive I, job because you can sit at
0: home and make a ton of money.
2: You'll get paid. <laughs> you
1: know, you okay. David Tepper's David Tepper.
0: I would ahead, add Mike. a caveat to what Ryan's saying is because it's attractive if you make that money if your reputation's not on the line. If you're a first-time head coach, you're ex- – your like entire legacy and your future rides on the Carolina Panthers doing good, like, yeah, you could get fired and you know move on, but a team's not going to take a chance on you as a head coach anywhere else. So if Ben Johnson from the Lions gets this job and then gets fired halfway through the year just because Tepper's so impatient, then Johnson's not going to be a head coach in the NFL next year, and he'll have to work his way back up. That's why it needs to be a former head coach like a Brandon Staley, like Ron Rivera, who just got fired from the commanders. Like, Rivera could come back and coach this team without losing his legacy.
2: I kind of agree with that one. I mean, as a younger coach there, you can always go back and be a coordinator and go from there because I think everybody looks at whoever takes this Panthers uh, squad here as kind of like a, hey, we understand why we done what, you, why you done what you done, but come on over here and let me give you a squad and let me show you what you can do. I don't think it's too detrimental taking a squad that you know is already a sinking ship anyway. So if this was a squad that actually was supposed to be something, if you took like a Cleveland squad that actually did pretty well this year and then you coach that squad next year and they fall on their face, then you would have to build yourself back up. But you got a squad that's already down.
1: Yeah, I, I know I've made some pretty bold predictions on this show in the past. I'm going to make another one. Ben Johnson will not be the head coach of the Carolina Panthers next season. Uh, I know we're up against it. A couple of playoff. We well, got Wild Card Weekend coming up this weekend. The Rams at the. I'm sorry. Let's start off Saturday. Uh, Saturday 4:30 kickoff. AFC Wild Card. Cleveland Browns at Houston Texans. You've got the Saturday night game. The Miami Dolphins, who after the Bills' like crazy late season uh, push has now won the AFC East. The Dolphins go on the road to play Kansas City 8 o'clock Saturday night. Sunday, uh, let's see, you've got the 1 o'clock game, the Steelers at Bills. There's another mistaken prediction that the Steelers had no shot to make the playoffs. Here we see them in. Not only do they have a winning record, they're in the playoffs once again. 4.30 kickoff, uh, Mike's uh, Dallas Cowboys hosting the Green Bay Packers. So somehow two teams out of the NFC North make the playoffs, and one of them is not the Minnesota Vikings. And then your Sunday night game, the L.A. Rams taking on the Detroit Lions. The first time Matthew Stafford will get to play a playoff game in Detroit. And he spent most of his career with the Detroit Lions. So that'll be interesting. And then the Monday night game, the tanking Philadelphia Eagles having to take the road to the NFC South champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Guys, before we go, any, any, any one of these games sort of stand out that you expect to be a, a good game, bad game, or different? Mike, let's start off with you.
0: I'm going to stay away from the NFC because we all have our hearts there. Uh, Best of luck to everybody's team except uh, Ryan's and Shannon's. On the AFC side, I have went through the bracket and the way these games play out. I fully expect – now here's an out-of-pocket take. That's not out-of-pocket. I fully expect the Cleveland Browns to make the Super Bowl, which sounds absurd. Uh, But you have a veteran quarterback, Joe Flacco. You have a really great defense playing a rookie quarterback and rookie head coach that first weekend should beat Houston. If Kansas City and Buffalo match up, okay, in the second round, that means Cleveland goes to division rival Baltimore. Cleveland, Baltimore, those are always toss ups. Yes, Lamar gets an extra week of rest, but the Browns and Ravens. It's usually back and forth. So the Browns beat the Ravens. Okay, you have Bills and you have the Chiefs. Okay, the Chiefs will go into Buffalo and beat the Buffalo Bills. It it, it always happens. And then you have the Chiefs and the Browns. And a team rarely makes the Super Bowl two years in a row, especially if they won it the previous year. So give me Cleveland beating Kansas City, making it to the Super Bowl. So,
1: I'm going to. If this is around the horn, your mic would have been cut off three minutes ago. Uh, Shannon, Shannon, what are your thoughts on this weekend's games? I wasn't going to Super Bowl <laughs> prediction, but uh, what, what, were your, what are your thoughts on this game? Any, any game you're looking forward to watching more than, more than the others?
2: I'm looking forward to two of them. I want to see what Matthew Stafford has got against uh, your boys right there. You know, it's a homecoming for him. He's a beloved son still, even though he's been away. But I want to see this new look Detroit Lions team up against the old uh, up against the old man, coming in here got a Super Bowl ring. You know he's feeling good. He's got the young Puka Nakua, which is a very fun name to say. But the man played incredibly well this year. Um, I don't see them beating Detroit, but I think they'll put up a really good fight. And I do want to see that AFC uh, that AFC matchup with Kansas City and Miami. I want to see if Tyreek Hill is going to show Patrick Mahomes why he is deeply missed on this squad and see if Patrick Mahomes doesn't have the ghost of Tua Tungabaloa in the back of his mind. So I do want to see that.
1: Impressive. I'm with you. I, I think um, – so first of all, you say Puka Naku is fun to say. It's almost as fun to say as, as former Panthers running back Tim Biakabatuka. <laughs> I'm with you, though. I, I, I'm i right there with you. Miami, Miami at Kansas City I think is going to be a fun game – uh, we were hoping, as, as a Miami Dolphins fan, you were thinking I'll, headed up into this weekend, you were going to get to see the Dolphins uh, hosting playoff games. I, I think they can go on the road and upset Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City a four-point favorite at this time of this recording. I'm with you. I like, I, I'm glad that we get to see. It was either going to be Packers-Lions in the first round or, or or Rams-Lions in the first round. I am glad to see that we're going to get to see Matthew Stafford come into Detroit but the rams scare me they've had a good squad all season people forget two years ago they won this was it two or three years ago they won the super bowl yep uh, with matthew stafford so that's going to be a fun game to watch i'll be honest man i'm actually kind of looking forward to steelers bills the steelers came on late in this season as did buffalo how crazy would it be if the two hottest teams in the afc as far as like making that playoff push uh if Pittsburgh can go into Buffalo and knock them off, man, I just I think it's crazy to think about.
2: It depends on what Josh Allen you're going to get. If you're going to get Josh Allen of these past three games or if you're going to get Josh Allen in the first half of this season who led the NFL in interceptions this year. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Not but- Dak Prescott, by the way. Dak did not lead the league in the inception. Leave that
2: man alone. They need to leave Dak alone. I'm a firm believer in they need to leave that man alone because Josh Allen had a not so great season this year, and Dak Prescott did. So we are alone.
1: We are way past our time. Shannon, any shout outs before we head out of here tonight?
2: Uh, No, man. uh, Let's just hope for a good playoff and let's hope that the David Tepper slap in the face tour still continues.
1: All right, Mike Davis. You can find him on Instagram at out of pocket underscore trsr and at drop the mic wrestling. Mike, I know you've gotten back into the swing of things with your own shows. Uh, anything you want to talk about before we head off the air tonight?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, go subscribe to the Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel because Wednesday we. Have- have the Cat Cave, but we also dropped a Drop the Mic Wrestling podcast and had our first ever interview today with Referee Youngblood. Gives you an insight to the pro wrestling referees of mine. Uh, Got to invite Talking Suplexes blogger as well as mouthing off with Mike Wrestling podcast host Mike Milley. It's a big show. We got big shows coming up in WrestleMania season, so please go subscribe and support.
1: Good stuff there. Yeah, I missed my first to uh, tapouts and touchdowns uh football show uh in quite some time due to my injury. But we'll be back this week talking all things football, uh playoff football. Go follow me on Twitter or X at Tapouts and tds Uh go give me a follow on Facebook.com slash tapouts and touchdowns and make sure you go follow the uh the tapouts and touchdowns YouTube channel as well and follow it wherever it is that you get your podcast. But as far as tonight. You may now exit the cat cave and make sure you listen to more content on the Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel and more Carolina Panthers-themed podcasts on the Keep Pounding Podcast Network powered by the Fans First Sports Network. For Shannon Smith, for Mike Davis, I'm Ryan Frick, and we'll see you next week right back here inside the cat cave.